It's time for Outside the Box with Lincoln Stars head coach Rocky Russo and Lincoln Stars broadcaster Joel Norman on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It's another edition of Outside the Box being brought to you by Raising Canes here on 93.7 The Ticket. We're talking Lincoln Stars hockey this evening. I'm Joel Norman, and instead of Rocky Russo, we're joined by uh, Stars assistant coach and goaltending coach Art Bry. And Art, it's a great time to have you on after the weekend that one of our upcoming guests had this past weekend, Cameron Whitehead. Two victories for him, including a shutout last Friday, 66 saves in total over this past weekend. As a goaltending coach, you probably had to be smiling a little bit watching the work that he put in this past weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, first of all, thank you for having me, Joel. Of course. I feel like I was just on here, but obviously uh, jumping on with you on a Tuesday night, is it's always a pleasure. But uh, Whitey, Cam Whitehead, yeah, he had, he had a great weekend. Um, I, I feel like we, we kind of had the conversation last time, and he's, he's kind of developed into a nice little goalie here. So uh, to see his body of work just continue and to see him have success and to see the team have success, it was great, and we just build on that into the weekend. Whitehead was a big part of the Stars' weekend sweep, the third time that they have swept a weekend this season. They won one to nothing last Friday against Omaha before picking up a 5-3 to three win the next night against Sioux City. Two different types of games are where obviously he was the pretty much the thing both the games game to game whereas well he was still brilliant both nights but a lot of things changed night to night felt like everything that Rocky was saying he was a little bit more satisfied with how you guys came out on Friday Saturday was your first time against Sioux City what were some of the challenges you guys found going one night to the next because like I said it seemed like things changed a little bit Saturday but you were able to get the win yeah, absolutely. I, I think when you look at the previous weekend, we weren't we weren't too happy as a group. Obviously, we dropped those two. So coming into Friday, um, you know, we had a game plan. We had a, we had a great week of practice. We built uh, momentum throughout the week, and so the guys came out flying. They came out ready to play. And obviously, Omaha is a tough comp- uh, tough opponent, and and their goaltender is obviously um, you know developing into quite a nice goalie as well. So it, it kind of turned into a little bit of a goalie battle there, but. Um, transitioning into Saturday I think we were we were obviously excited from Friday and and our group um, since it's still early in the year I think we're still learning we're still growing and and having maturity as a group um, in between those games on back-to-back nights I think is something that we're, we're still kind of learning and so going through that stepping into uh, Sioux City a, a Clark Cup champion team and you know they're they're coached well they play hard especially in their home building so I think we 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 didn't expect it to be easy, but we didn't we didn't compete. We didn't we didn't um, knock the door down in the first ten minutes, so to speak. So um, we kind of had to weather the storm. Luckily, we had some good goaltending early. Um, we we popped one early with with uh, Marcy and Doug connecting there. So um, I think ultimately uh, getting the two wins was huge. But obviously, learning um, how hard it is to win back to back nights uh, within this league, uh, everybody's good. You look at the standings; everyone's pretty close. Um, so I think for us. Um, take the two wins but at the same time take the take that learning opportunity to understand what it takes to have success in back-to-back nights last friday in particular was a fantastic game crowd was rocking because it was omaha a really fun matchup really tight one where it was one of those games where the next shot could determine the way the game's gonna go i imagine you as a goaltending coach former goaltender you prefer those low scoring games i would imagine what stuck out to you about what, what the stars did so well last friday in particular uh, I enjoy competitive hockey. 
And so obviously long scoring is great, but I mean, if, if it's an eight, eight game and both goaltenders are battling it out, like, I think that's just as enjoyable, right? Okay. There's different challenges for, for the guys in the net, but, um, getting back to your, your question, I think more than anything, um, we were, we were really happy to see us, uh, play a, a complete game on Friday. I think obviously we'd love to have scored more, more goals, have more offense, but we obviously, we did create. Um, their goaltender had some good saves as well, and, and their team played hard, blocked a lot of shots. But I think, like I had said prior, looking back at the previous weekend and, and our body of work there and then into last Friday, um, we're kind of real happy with that response as a group um, and getting those two wins. So um, I think for us, we, we found a way. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, whether it's one zero, five zero, five five, like we got two points, and, and that's all that matters. This is Outside the Box as we're talking Lincoln Stars hockey here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Joel Norman alongside Lincoln Stars goaltending coach Art Bry. And Art, last Friday was a heck of a goalie matchup. I love the way that Rocky phrased it after the game. He said to fans during coach's comments, he said, these are two future NHL goalies going right now. And it showed with the way they played. Michael Harabal of Omaha has obviously gotten a lot of publicity this season in general. Uh, NHL Central Scouting has ranked him as a potential first-round pick in this coming draft. As a goaltending coach, I think the the fans assume probably, you know, you're focusing a lot on our guys. Are you ever doing a little bit looking at other guys and trying to, to pinpoint maybe here's a weakness, here's something we can exploit? Is that something you're doing at all maybe during the week or during a game? Uh, I think uh, I'm in a unique position being an assistant coach and a goaltending coach. I definitely have some insight into that. And, and I do offer a, a goaltender pre-scout prior to our game. So I, I do do some film. I look at who we're playing against. I look at their body of work leading up to it, kind of how their last start went. Um, statistics nowadays, like we have access to amazing stats. So it's really easy for me to compile that information and then maybe throw in a little tidbit of my, my own there. Um, I'm not going to tip my hat on, on some of our previous goals for, but obviously our guys know that um, to take a look at the sheet because the sheet reflects exactly how that goaltender plays, so to speak. And so picking up on tendencies, picking up on weaknesses, things of that nature. And, and if it's allowing us to even just get a sniff of more offense, then, it's, then we're adding value in that way. So I think we're, we're lucky enough to, to have a, a bunch of great coaches on staff. So, so if I'm able to add some value in that sense, I, I absolutely do. How much do you enjoy the statistical side as a coach? You hear a lot of times former players, coaches, current players, you say you know you can use some of that, maybe too much of it can be a bad thing. Are you someone you enjoy to use those statistics? I just I think they're interesting. I think you if you know how to dissect them and digest them so to speak, you can you can really paint a certain picture. Obviously, you want to make sure you're you're getting the eye test and you're you're seeing things for yourself, but um, I think it's just uh, another stream of information and the more information that you do have the better decision that you can make moving forward so um take it for what it is i think sometimes we we get emotional at times so the stats maybe sometime allow us to disconnect emotion from logic and um in the world of goaltending right like if you're getting scored on and they're all over your left shoulder the stats are going to reflect that and so i think it it's a, a a quick and easy way for us to kind of not only pinpoint our enemy so to speak but at the same time maybe reflect on our own goalies um, and maybe pick up on some of their own tendencies, right? Or maybe if if um, we don't get the win, but we want to paint the picture that we did a good job, we can take a look at the stats, and maybe they speak otherwise with high-danger situations or, or penalty kill or, or things of that nature where we as a, as a goaltender community kind of take pride in those things, um, as well as, you know, 
certain ratios of shots against, so to speak, right? If shots are 10 to one to start, start the game and it's zero, zero, right? Like we could take pride and we came out ready to go and we were prepared. And so there's always, there's always positives to take away as well as, as some negatives. So ensuring that we're, we're finding those positives, uh, maintains confidence, maintains motivation, things like that. while also allowing us to maybe get after some of those weaknesses while still not feeling too down on ourselves. You talked a little bit about the opening minutes of games. It feels like for the Stars, if there's been one common theme this year, it's been those opening five minutes have sometimes been a battle. You've had some stretches where you guys have been outshot. In the last four games overall, the Stars have single-digit shots in the first period. And I, I bring it up a lot, but I'm very aware that shots aren't fully telling of how your possession went for a period. But I think the simple, you know, the caveman logic here yeah. is shots on net equal potential goals as well. What's What's been going on, you think, with some of these first periods, those first five minutes? Because while those minutes haven't always determined a game, it's gotten you guys off on a slower start than you would like sometimes. And I think that's something – and, again, we're nitpicking here with how you guys have started, mm-hmm. but that's something I, I know you guys have been noticing as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you if you look back on our games, what, what we're recognizing is that those first ten minutes at home, we, we have that energy, and then on the road we maybe um, are a little timid. And, and getting back to that maturity as a group, I think that's where the more we're going to have road games, we've only had a handful, um, but the more that our group can go through those kind of road experiences, that road work, work prep, um, gonna they're going to learn what it takes to come out kind of on time, so to speak. So um, obviously we, we were able to weather the storm on, on these past couple of games here, but at the same time, it's definitely something we as a group are are identifying and, and working towards improving. Um, and, it, and it really just translates to, to how we start our day during the week. And so we're making sure that we have high energy, we're starting on time, um, and we're trying to make sure that that preparation we have in the week carries over into the weekend. Lots of road games coming up for the Stars, including this Friday at Omaha. You guys have seen them a lot so far this season. This will be meeting number four. You've won two of three. Home team has been victorious so far. As we're talking about these road challenges, you've, you've been at that place. The energy there couple Fridays ago it was pretty palpable and I think it really they fed off of that the Lancers did how do you go in there and steal two points from your rivals this Friday uh they have a great building they have a great fan base they have a great team and and that should make it that much more exciting for our guys I think um fully immersing themselves in that experience as opposed to it being um you know creating a sense of fear or, or anxiousness or stress what have you but um, I think if they're able to look at it through the lens of this is exciting, this is an opportunity, this is this is energy that I can feed off regardless of if they're rooting for me or not. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think when when you look at our team and we, when we do have success, it's we stick to our game plan. We come out and we have a game plan as a staff and as a team. And and sometimes when we're, when we're not clicking, we we deviate from that. And our guys maybe sometimes try to do a little bit too much, or they try to do it on their own as opposed to sticking to our systems or sticking to maybe. Um, Coach Rocky's game plan, and that and that can happen prior to the game or mid-game, just changes things like that. So, I think for us, our, our plan is to come in with great energy, um, at the same time, really dial in the details of our prep work leading up to that, and then obviously our guys executing that come game time. Talked a lot about road games here. Five of the Stars' next seven games are on the road away from the ice box. But this Saturday, they are going to be home taking on Des Moines at 6.05 p.m. And this Saturday's game is also Military Night with a post-game jersey auction. 
Um, always, those are always a little hush-hush with the, the jerseys going to be. I'm excited to see what that's going to be like, but fans can come to that game and bid on the jerseys after the game. You can get your tickets for the Saturday's game now at LincolnStars.com. So there is a bit of a challenge with these road games. Are Like you said, and Rockies brought that up too, we've been really lucky to have a lot of home games, but this team's going to get tested with a lot of road games. You've played in this league. You're a two-time Clark Cup champion. I love to bring that up as much as I can because of how rare that is to do with multiple teams. But what's the biggest challenge of playing on the road in this league? Well, I think, um, you know, we look at our own group and, and our guys are more comfortable at home. You don't have to deal with travel on the day of. You don't have to deal with the on the road. You don't have to deal with um, opponent locker rooms, things like that, especially for some guys where it's their first time stepping into these buildings um, and kind of having to get acclimated to that environment. Um, as well as go through their, their routine and their prep. So um, I think for us um, and, and from personal experience, going through it and, and really paying attention to the details of, of your experience, so to speak. So really reflecting on, okay, I had a great game. You know, let's, what that look like prior? What that look like the morning of, the night before? Um, obviously, a lot of athletes are superstitious. I like to be more ritualistic, so to speak, to where um, I don't have to be binded by my superstitions, but more so habits that I have that make me feel good about myself and make me feel confident about myself. So um, we're a developmental league, and I think for our, our young guys and even our, our veteran guys, like these road games and, and these these. 60 plus game seasons are just opportunities for them to learn about their own process, learn about what it's going to take for them to be prepared going into buildings or even at home, so to speak. Um, I know in college, um, you, you love playing in front of your student body, but I, I got even more nervous playing at home because I wanted to play well for yeah. the student body. I wanted to play well for the fans, right? So I had that challenge of I had to learn how to play at home. Um, so I think it's just unique to everybody and, and unique to, to certain groups. And, and our group is, is still learning about that, but our leaders are, are kind of taking that to heart and are doing a better job of making sure not only that they're prepared, but the team's prepared. And, and we take those first five serious. That way we can, we can build momentum into the next five, into the next five in an intermission and obviously um, carry that throughout the game. I'm glad you brought up rituals and superstitions. People always say hockey is kind of one of those sports where people are really into their habits. You're a coach. I don't know how many times fans are curious about that or they're aware of what you know habits you might have. Take me through a game day. What are some things you're doing that you maybe don't have to do but you like to do on a game day leading up to it as a coach? Like me personally? Or yeah, personally. Yeah, take, me, take fans through a day. Like, What are some things you like to do to get ready to coach that night? Well, I mean, from a coaching perspective, the game days are my off days. That's that's when I, I take a step back and I and I let the dogs run, so to speak. I let the boys go do their thing. Um, so game days are, are super fun for me. Um, I get to get to the rink, um, obviously try to get there early, make sure the rink's open for the guys, and, and Coach Z's there as well. So um, we try to create good energy, right? So we're, we're really engaging conversation with the guys. We're hey, how'd you sleep, you know, things like that, right? Like pitter-patter, let's get at her, like high fives, things like that, just really trying to create energy. And then um, we hop on the ice for morning skate. Um, uh, usually whoever's starting will go through kind of a, a, some, some, some tracking work. So tracking is just watching pucks in. So a lot of shots for our starting goalie, and, and he kind of practices getting in that, that headspace because that's so important for a goaltender. Um, after that, then it's, then it's work with a guy who's not playing. I think uh, we here in Lincoln, we, we take a lot of pride in how we develop our goaltenders. Um, and so if you're not starting, uh, we stay on the ice and we're the last ones to get off the ice because we have 
um, that much more work to do because you have the night off, so to speak, right? So we have to make sure that we're getting something out of the day. Um, so I get to stay on. I get to work with the guy who's not playing, which is a one-on-one situation. So for me, that's that's the best place to be, right? You're on the ice working with goalies. So um, after that, it's I get off. I have a cup of coffee. I do some pre-scout with, with Coach Z and, and Coach Rocky and um, try to get a workout in and just kind of hang out. But then we're back at the rink around – around four our pre-scouts two hours prior so we talked to the guys about kind of what we need to do before the game and what we need to do to to take down who we're who we're playing against um but then after that we we kind of just relax right until puck drop and puck drop we coach and then from there the guys do the rest of the, of the job so um game days are super super great for coaches um obviously me being a second year coach here in lincoln um, i've had to learn my own routines on game days but for the most part um, making sure uh, the goalies and the guys get what they need. As a former goaltender, I was really hoping you'd have something strange in there, like, you know, I don't cross this place or I don't step on cracks as I'm walking along. I was hoping for something like that, but you're showing how normal you are here, Art, as well. Yeah, I, I, I've been told I'm, I'm a very normal goalie. Right, which I I take pride in. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad thing. There's it's and it's something that makes some of them unique as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking a little bit about getting some work in after practices. That's not just a game day thing. We anyone, if you're ever able to watch a practice, they notice that you're one of the last guys off working with goalies a lot of times. What are some of those things when you're working one on one with a guy in a situation like that? Is it just a lot of just conversation, getting them in the right mindset, or is it talking about technique things, so to speak? I think it's both. I think it's a mixture of both. Um, we, we try to have a lot of intention and purpose behind everything that we do, um, not only as a staff, but as an organization. So even if we're out after practice working on a minuscule thing, something very, very minor, uh, we take great pride in it. And so having that mindset of going into even even dirty type work where you're, you're getting pucks out of corners or battling for space in that front, right? Like so, so having a certain mindset going into that allows you to get more out of it, right? So... We want to make sure we're maximizing our time and, and taking the most out of everything that we do. So a lot of it is technical, right? But a lot of it also just has to do with how you apply yourself in a situation. Um, if you get full effort every single time, you're going to get much more out of it than if you gave half effort half of the time. So I think for that, it's it's really just building habits because the habits we create for our players here is what's going to allow them to excel at the next level. And so the habits you have in approaching your pre-practice work or your post-practice work with your skills coach or with your goalie coach, I think kind of represents how serious you take your job as an athlete. Um, And obviously you translate that mindset into a game. So it's just an opportunity for us to not only practice physical skill work, but also kind of that mental side of the game. We've talked a lot about Cameron Whitehead, and he's going to be on here in just a little bit, along with uh, Cole Crossberg rosine Stars defenseman. I want to talk about Lucas Massey. He you know, got off to such a great start. He had that tough one against Tri-City a few weeks ago. I'm sure he's chomping to get back out on the ice right now. How do you keep a backup goaltender ready? Because this season, it's clear. Whitey's the number one guy. He's going to get the bulk of the starts, but... As we've already seen, he had to come in relief one time. You have to keep the backup ready for that emergency situation the night maybe you don't think you're going. How do you keep him ready to go for whenever the moment calls? Well, we as an organization like to be very process-driven, not outcome-driven. And so for Mass, right, like the outcome wasn't there last start, but the process is there. His body of work speaks of that. He comes ready to go every single day. Um, He's one of the first guys at the rink, one of the last to leave. He's always on the ice first. He's one of the last guys to leave. He's always stepping in the net to take shots, things like that. So I think for him in his situation, it's not 
not necessarily focusing in on those those outcomes but really just diving into his process and so um for him it's it's coming to the rink every single day with purpose and and getting better every single day and we like like to have a little saying uh we're building right we're always building that we're always building we're always building and so even though it didn't go the way he wanted it to go right there was still immense learning opportunities and so we focused on that at the same time we 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 flipped a script and we're, we're using it as fuel for the next start but at the same time right he had to learn that um, it's hard to, to play in this league, right? And he had success his first two starts. So whether he got complacent or not, that's not the point. I think the point is that he had to go through that experience to recognize how much pride and, and how challenging this, this job is and how much pride he has to take in his body of work. So um, I'm never happy when that happens from a team point, but like from an individual perspective, I think it's great for him and it's only going to make him a better goalie in the long run. I like that you bring up they need to be ever-evolving because this isn't a league where you can just come in and assume that you're going to stay the same just because you had success somewhere else or just because you've built up to a really good point. I think that's the real challenge of the USHL in general, and it goes into what we've talked about each opponent. In a way, it makes this, this schedule so exciting. This is such a tight Western Conference. The Stars are in first right now, but it's a one-point lead, and it's only, only one over Fargo who you haven't played yet, but Every opponent is so huge. Is it easier to keep guys motivated when every game is that close where you can say, hey, look, they are three points below us in the standings despite being, you know, sixth of eight teams in the division? Is it easier to prepare that way? Well, I think it's easier from the sense of everyone's dangerous as opposed to individual teams are dangerous. So the narrative becomes we always have to be ready to go every single night. We can't take a... a, a night off because every time we play somebody they're good um and we have to bring our game so i think it just stresses our preparation um it stresses our attention to detail um and it really stresses kind of our commitment to all of those things and and committing to those things despite maybe us not getting certain outcomes right so um having great pride in our process and how we go about our day-to-day momentum building throughout the week so our guys are peaking at the right time on on friday game day um, but the narrative is is we always have to make sure we're ready to go because any team can beat us on any given night. So we really have to focus in on what we're doing and make sure we're doing it to the best of our ability. And I like how that matches up this weekend. You're going against Omaha, who you had a tight game with, who you have lost to this season, and then the next day you're facing the team who beat them 7-2 to last week. So both present a unique challenge in that sense, and I think that makes it really enjoyable as well. We're chatting Lincoln Stars Hockey here on 93.7. The ticket, of course, outside the box is being brought to you by Raising Canes. And as we mentioned, Saturday's game, which is against Des Moines, is military night. We'll also have a post-game jersey auction following that game. So you can come by and bid on some of the Stars' unique military uniforms for that game. I'm Joel Norman alongside Stars goaltending coach Art Bry. And Art, it's... um. It, we, we talked about all these road games coming up, and I, I meant to mention it before, but I guess the best way for Stars fans to help out would be to come down to Omaha uh, this coming Friday and make it a home environment. I noticed it, and I kind of took a moment and smiled a little bit a couple Fridays ago when Doug scored what ended up being the Stars' only goal of that game. You could kind of hear the the crowd chants doing what they would do as if they were at the icebox. How much do you notice? I always wonder this with coaches and players. How much do you notice the crowd in a sense like that is it ever something that actually becomes a factor in a game or is it something that you just tune out and I can understand as a former goaltender if you just tune it out I think that's the the main answer is you tune it out but I I also think that 
when when a home crowd is bringing the energy, the guys are feeding off it 100%. No no doubt about it. When you're in a hostile environment as a as a road or as an opponent and the the home crowd's bringing it, you're aware of it. Absolutely. And it, it more so reflects how good you are at managing distractions and kind of your attentional control, so to speak. So, um it definitely plays a big factor and I think that's why um we I don't want to say we're, we're better at home, but we, we love playing at home because the home crowd, we feed off of it. And mm-hmm. and we know as a group that we only have a finite amount of home games. And so every home game is, is incredibly valuable because it's an opportunity to play in front of that energy. And it's it's the, the seventh man out there, so to speak, how the phrase goes. So um, it, it definitely plays a big factor how, how guys are able to distract or block it out and, and tune out those distractions is more so subjective and up to them but for the most part it definitely plays a big big pack uh big uh, factor i want to switch things up a little bit and talk about we are early on in the month of november several members of the stars have started doing the no shave november contest which is for me it's always enjoyable watching them because half the guys can really grow ones you've got a guy like daniel sambuco is like the walking five o'clock shadow and you have other guys who maybe it's a bit of an issue uh you've got a great stash going right now who else has done a great job so far that you want to kind of just some guys you've noticed they're doing pretty well growing out their no shave november mustache I don't want to give out any spoilers. Fans are going to have to come down to the ice box on Saturday to, to come find out who is, is growing the, the muzzies out. But we have a couple of guys that, that are growing some, some fine stashes. Um, Antonio's got a nice little pencil stash going on. He, he loves showing that off. Uh, I saw Mangan with with a, I think a sticky mustache. He hasn't he, he did. He yeah. hasn't taken it off. It's still glued to his face. Um, I think Whitey has one, but his his hairs are blonde so you can't see them <laughs> but uh no everyone's everyone's participating it's fun um and as it is our guys are pretty rugged anyway so they're not shaven as it is but yeah it's it's good there were a couple guys who i actually asked i was seriously asking can you grow one and they took a little offense to that tanner lutke didn't like it when i asked him that and i said you know you're you're 17 years old right now it's a legitimate question i couldn't grow one very well at yeah. that age but i've enjoyed that as well one thing we talked about last week with rocky i, I wanted to bring this up to another kind of off topic thing he brought up how he was kind of in the holiday mood he told me today guys in the locker room have been kind of listening to the the, uh, the Christmas music a little bit. I was a little surprised by that. It's you know it's still pretty warm out. Uh, I, I, is it is it too early to be getting into that mood? Because I feel like it is. Hey, to each their own. Whatever. <laughs> I I know how I feel about it. I want to enjoy my my seasons or my holidays as they come. But um, the guys are rocking some Christmas music at times. But for the most part, I think their taste in music is poor anyway. So if they're rocking Christmas music or rap music or whatever, it's it's whatever anyway. That's fair enough. One one of these days, maybe they'll let you hop on and put nah, on some maybe, of your songs. Maybe. We'll see. Well, Art, thank you for joining us here. Uh, let's let's have some more fun games to talk about this coming weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. This was a blast. That was the goaltending coach of the Lincoln Stars, Art Bryan, joining us. I'm Joel Norman. We're going to take a quick break. This is Outside the Box, brought to you by Raising Canes on 93.7 The Ticket.